You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome into Socks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Join me at my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. We sit here on the south side of Chicago craving baseball, which we are unable to get right now because this big group of babies over here is fighting with this other bigger group of babies on the other side. And meanwhile, we don't get the sport that we love, and that's why Socks in the Basement, ever since opening day, has been bringing you simulated White Sox baseball using MLB The Show 20 and bringing it to you each and every day right along with the schedule. And it's covered by SoxOn35th.com, the world-famous blog. Every single game after you listen right here on Sox in the Basement, go get the post-game wrap-up and the box scores and the analysis from Sox on 35th. Sox in the Basement is proudly brought to you by Cork and Carey at the Park. Open right now at 33rd in Princeton. Get over there and get a world-famous burger. Get yourself some ballpark food, some pulled pork nachos, a couple of dogs and a beer. Sit in the shadow of the ballpark and listen to this simulated game. The Sox have had a rough run over the last week. They come off of a nine-game win streak and lose two straight series, dropping two out of three to the Indians and now two out of three to the Astros. And after a day off, the road trip continues. We made hay and swept the Tigers at our place, and now we need to do something very close to that in their place to keep pace with the Minnesota Twins, who never seem to lose. It's a fun summer so far. Let's continue it out to Detroit for the first of a three-game set with the Tigers. Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Let's go. America Park, Sox Tigers, Spencer Turnbull taking the mound, 14 starts, 3-7 record, 6.82 ERA, 60 and two-thirds innings with a 1.90 whip, 77 hits and 38 walks with only 49 strikeouts. So, if the Sox were looking for somebody to come out and make maybe a few mistakes, give them an opportunity to get rolling yet again after this day off. Spencer Turnbull seems like the kind of guy who could do it. Tim Anderson takes a high fastball, call the strike, and we're underway. 0-1 the count. T.A. leading off over at shortstop today on a beautiful day in Comerica. First pitch at 7-10. Should be a nice evening. Swing and a miss at a slider away. 0-2 the count now. Into the wind is Turnbull. The pitch... High and away, and it's called strike three, and that zone is big today. So Anderson goes down swinging, and already we have one gone. Two of those pitches were really high, and T.A. didn't like the calls. Yasmani Grandal swings at a high one, strike one, 53 RBI, ties him for ninth in the American League. He's hitting 279 and leading the White Sox with 18 home runs on the season. Batting lefty, swings and misses at a sinker away, 0-2. And Turnbull has come out and thrown five straight strikes, at least according to the home plate umpire. He's got a strikeout in Grandal, 0-2 in the count. 
Working quickly, he takes the sign and delivers. This one's fouled back. Count remains 0-2. 95 mile an hour for Seamer, high and inside. The 0-2 pitch on the way. Low and away. First ball called on him. 1-2, 73 degrees. Three mile an hour winds blowing out to left field. Clear skies today in Detroit. The 1-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and ripped out in the right field. That's a base hit. Rondell is aboard with one out here in the top of the first inning. So the Sox have a base runner early. And coming up is Jose Abreu. I always kind of like the infield design here at Comerica. The dirt right up the middle to the plate and the big giant home plate dirt around it. I always thought that was pretty cool. Abreu takes an inside fastball for strike one. 0-1 the count. Here at Sox in the Basement, we are proud of our sponsors and advertisers. DP3 Tech, Family Waterproofing Solutions, and Cork and Carry at the Park. We've been fielding phone calls from others that want to jump in, and that makes us feel good. We appreciate it if you support all of them. Because that's a ball high, one and one the count. Next offering inside, popped up in the shallow center field. Catches made, two gone. Grandal remains at first. Also want to announce today that we're going to start transitioning a little bit back to regular baseball. I believe, and so does Dave, as Yohan Moncada steps up with the sixth highest average in the American League, 328, to go with his 12 home runs and 41 RBIs, an on-base percentage of 377. Two out series in the left-handed batter's box against the righty Turnbull. We believe that there's going to be a season at some point. It might not be what we want, but there will be baseballs. It's a ground ball down the first baseline, heading towards the corner. Coming around second is Grandal. He's on his way into third. Mancata trying for second is safe. He hits a double with two outs here, and Yasmani's over at third. He'll have to go collect his helmet. He's standing there without one. Came off as he was turning around first. That one perfectly placed down the line, down the corner. So a two-out double, there's two on. And Aloy Jimenez steps to the plate. 275, 14 home runs, 46 RBI. Aloy's got an 865 OPS, and he takes a slider outside that misses low and away, 1-0 the count. So we're going to talk about that during this game, but Dave is going to be returning, and there's going to be a regular Wednesday broadcast of your original 30 minutes of good, that is, Socks in the Basement, starting next Wednesday. Inside for Seamer, 2-0. What that's going to mean is we got to make a few changes to the live broadcast. So because most Mondays there isn't a game anyway, we will not be doing Monday broadcast. So if there's a game that would have happened on a Monday, you'll hear all about it on Tuesday, plus get the details from SoxOn35th.com. That's a fly out, pop fly to short. Unfortunately, the inning ends with nobody crossing the plate, but the Sox get two hits, including a double by Moncada. Two are stranded. We head to the bottom of the first inning. No score here in Detroit. Dylan Cease takes the mound. 14 starts, 5-4 record, 3.90 ERA, 80 and two-thirds innings with 81 hits given up. 25 walks added to that. Gives him a whip of 1.31. He also has 76 strikeouts. Cease has been one of the better pitchers right now for the team in the last month, month and a half. 
coming to the plate is Victor Reyes hitting 328, seventh in the American League, eight homers and 28 RBIs, with an on-base percentage of 378. So very similar to Moncada. Take about four home runs off and 10 RBI. Average about the same. On-base percentage about the same. Inside fastball taken for a strike, 0-1 the count. So as I was saying at the end of the top of the first inning, since there aren't normally games on Mondays anyway, they're generally a day off. I know that there are some Mondays where baseball is played. We will not be doing any more Monday broadcast. And we will instead still simulate the game for you and give you the results not only through SoxOn35th.com, but also during the Tuesday broadcast. 0-2 now on that curveball that crosses the zone. The 0-2 pitch hits him right on the butt, and Cease makes a mistake. It gets away from him. He plunks Reyes. He had him 0-2, and he lets him on board. Ball slipped out of his hands, obviously. He looks upset. Rondal's upset. Reyes, he's got a bruise. He's not happy either. Runner on first base, and here comes Harold Castro hitting 318. The lefty with six homers and 22 RBI stands in. We just saw this team, I want to say about a week ago, swept them. Then we faced the Cleveland Indians and lost two out of three, and then lost two out of three in Houston. 1-0 as that one misses low and inside. Good speed on board at first. Next pitch, a curveball taken, 1-1 one one the count. So you're going to get to hear what happens on Mondays. I don't think it's a big loss. And I apologize if it if it hurts you. It hurts me too. I want to do this every day, but if we're going to bring Sox in the basement back and get it ready for when baseball eventually returns, even though I don't think that's going to be until later on in July, we have to start making that transition, mainly because Dave has gotten lazy and you see the idea he doesn't have to do anything. Ground ball through the hole out in the left field. That's a single, so an 0-2 pitch hits the leadoff man. Now Castro gets a weak hit in the left, and this is what happened to the Sox all weekend long in Houston. Nickel and dime, nickel and dime, and next thing you know, they'd hit one out. And the White Sox need to break that trend as Miguel Cabrera comes to the plate. Eight homers and 25 RBIs go with his 245 average, but don't be fooled. He's a professional hitter, and he's got two on. No outs here in the bottom of the first inning. Cease, low inside pitch taken right back up the middle. That's a base hit. Robert charges it, comes up throwing to the plate. Will not be in time. It was a close play. Half a second behind Reyes getting to the plate. An RBI single, still no outs here in the first inning. And after a day off, it really feels like it felt in Houston. But I'm not going to get down. I'm going to look at Jonathan Shoup hitting 241. And I'm going to say we're going to get this guy and get a double play. Slider low, swung on and missed. 0-1 the count. Runners still at first and second. With a run in now. Detroit leading early. 1-0. But yeah, Dave gets lazy. He hasn't been here in a while. Uh, He was offered to come on and do a bunch of shows, but he's got his own business. Inside fastball, swung on and missed. 0-2. He's doing online lessons for Westgate Music. And then also he's opened up the store and he's got to do all the social distancing and it's taking up a lot of time. And The only way we're going to get Dave back into the flow is if we start scheduling regular broadcast. Now, because we're doing that, Mondays are going to be used to set up guests, do our weekly show planning, give us an opportunity to give you the best show possible on Wednesdays, and then on Wednesdays, you will also not get a full broadcast. You will get 
a recap of the Wednesday game. So you're going to get live broadcast Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays in their normal formats. You will have the show on Wednesday. Monday will be the only day where you don't get anything on this feed. Swung on and missed. First strikeout of the game for Cease. First out. There's one gone here in the bottom of the first. Double play ball. Could erase what looked like a very scary inning. Still looks like one. Cameron Maben comes to the plate. Sox are able to neutralize him in Chicago. He's hitting 265. 12 homers and 36 RBIs. And he pops back a four-seamer 0-1 the count. So this all begins next week. You're still going to get a game this Wednesday. But next Monday will be the first time where there would have been a game. You're not going to get one. It's okay. You'll be fine. And then on Wednesday, you'll get the original, the normal. I can't believe he just hit another guy. Dylan Cease just plunked Cameron Maben on a high inside pitch. He almost takes his head off. Maven throws his bat down in disgust. That's the second guy he's hit in an inning. And they're going to have to go out and talk with their pitcher because this is getting out of control. You know, the White Sox starting staff did not look very good in Houston. They did not look like the staff that had accumulated such amazing team stats as a pitching staff. And it feels like the wheels have come off. And then you get Cease with a day off coming in here. He puts on the leadoff man, who's 0-2, he plunks him. He comes around and scores. And now, he's got one out. He's ahead in the count on Maben, And he puts one in his ear. And his pitching coach is out there saying, hey man, what's going on? Everybody's out on the mound having a conversation with him. It's a long game. Sox have to do something here to get out of this inning. The bases are loaded. Christian Stewart's up, hitting 327. The lefty facing Cease, the first pitch, in the dirt. Does not get by Grandal, who blocks it in front of him. Gets to his feet and sends it back to Cease. 1-0 the count. After the talk, you expected something better than that. Now a high pitch on the inside corner. He gets lucky that that is called a strike. 1-1 the count. Stewart didn't think so. I'm not sure either. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Low, a strike at the knees. 1-2. He's getting the benefit of a wider strike zone right now, but he needs it. The 1-2 pitch. Outside, fouled off. He chased a curveball away. One and two, the count remains. Bases loaded, the pitch. Hit the outside corner. He didn't get the call. He sneers a little bit. Goes back behind the mound. Two and two, the count. Tigers fans smelling blood in the water. Sox need to get out of this inning. 21 pitches so far for Cease. A run already in, and the bases are loaded. Inside pitch fouled off. Count remains even at two. 15 strikes, 7 balls, and the 22 pitches that Cease has thrown. Next offering down the middle, fouled off. Count remains even again, 2-2. Two two. There's good speed at first, so a well-hit ball could clear the bases. Inside pitch nearly hits Stewart, who dies out of the way. He almost hit his third guy in an inning. I've seen it happen in Little League. They make you pull the pitcher because you're a danger to the other players. Count is full now, and there's nowhere to put this batter the pitch strike on the inside corner he got him looking Stewart was hoping to draw the walk to bring in the run well inside of the zone second strikeout for Cease there's two gone as he tries to escape a rough first inning Nico Goodrum is the guy that stands in the way of escape sitting 227 the left-handed hitter stands in the first pitch high called the ball on a four seamer 1-0 the count 
Grandal slowing his pitcher down a little bit. Now the pitch. High and away. Misses on a slider 2-0. Something has happened to this starting staff, and I don't understand it. They were on a roll. They headed out to the road, and they're having some difficulties. A rough three-game series in Houston. And a rough start here in game four of this road trip. Inside four, Seymour misses 3-0. Candelario stands on deck. He's only hitting 196, but he's got eight home runs. One against the White Sox last week. Gets a get-me-over fastball across. 3-1 the count. With nowhere to put Goodrum. The seven-hitter in the lineup. Seventh guy up this inning. That's a strike down the middle that is fouled off. Count is full now. Cease going to have to attack him. The defense is poised. The bases are loaded. The pitch on the way. Misses outside and walks in a run. And he badly missed. Castro comes home and touches the plate. It's 2-0 Detroit. Dylan Cease with the worst start that he has had all season. He has been so effective. He's thrown 31 pitches here in the first inning. Absolutely brutal. And he's still not out of the inning, and here comes Candelario. This guy's hitting 196, but he can hit it deep. Another lefty stands in in the pitch. Swung on down the first baseline, grabbed by Abreu before it can get down the line for extra bases. He makes a great play. Dylan Cease owes him a stake. And the White Sox only give up two runs on two hits there. Could have been a lot worse. After one, 2-0 Detroit. Edwin Encarnacion will come up here to lead off the top of the second. He's in the sixth spot tonight. The DH hitting 263. That inning was so ridiculous, we didn't get a chance to go around the horn and tell you where everybody was playing. And Bray was over at first. Rondal, of course, behind the plate. We mentioned that. This one driven deep down the third baseline. Back and gone. Edwin Encarnacion hits one out deep. 419 feet on the first pitch to him. The lead is cut in half. It's 2-1 to one White Sox. Out of here at 106.1 miles per hour, and the crowd that had a buzz sits silently and goes, oh, no, even after that inning, it's only a one-run game. And he tattooed that one, 16th home run of the season. Got out of here in a hurry. Big swing. Stood there and admired it. Dropped the bat, left the arm out as he trotted down the first baseline. He knew the entire time that that ball was going out. Way back, and it hits off the base of the scoreboard. It's very short out there. And the scoreboard is right where the fans sit up against it there in Comerica. And Larry Garcia comes up hitting 282, five home runs and 29 RBIs. Mendix over at second. Anderson's at short. Mancata's at third, Jimenez in left. Center field is Robert, and in right field is Leary. So Leary playing for Adam Engel. Mendick in for Nick Madrigal as Ricky Renteria tries to find a little bit of a change to jumpstart the bottom part of his order. 2-1 pitch now will be coming to Garcia after he takes that one. Turnbull working out a kink in his neck. Now he's back on the mound into the line for his 20th pitch of the game. Fouls off a sinker low, two and two, the count is even. Sinker low and away misses. Count is full to Leary. You can get him on, you got good speed and no outs. Outside pitch, call ball four. So far the strike zone looks like you can go high 
you can go low. It's almost like a rectangle. But on the corners, you better be perfect. Danny Mendick comes to the plate. Hitting 265 with five homers and 16 RBIs. Not a bad campaign in his true rookie year. Spent some time starting at second. Now has become the utility infielder. Forcing Larry Garcia basically into the outfield utility role. Along with Nomar Mazzara. Inside pitch. Jam shot. Shallow center field. Coming in the play will be made. There's one gone. So a quick at bat for Mendick. Not what he wanted to have there. He'll get another chance. Here comes Luis Robert. Average up to 223. Five homers. 26 RBIs. The one guy in the Houston Astros series that was just on fire. Had a monstrous home run, but played well defensively and offensively at the plate with some key hits. He did everything he could to help out his team, and it was a good sign. One out, top of the second inning. On the first pitch, Garcia takes off. A strike taken down the middle, the throw down. He is safe as the ball was off to the shortstop side of the bag. A good throw probably gets him. It was bang, bang. The thing that saved him was the ball on the wrong side of the bag. Meanwhile, Robert took a pitch right down the middle and is 0-1 with one out here in the top of the second and now a runner in scoring position. Outside pitch swung on and missed a four-seamer on the corner. 0-2 quickly to the White Sox rookie. Two rookies in the game today. Generally, the White Sox have two, sometimes three in the lineup. As we come out of this rebuild, we have the mixture of veterans, the free agent signings, the guys that have been up here for one or two or maybe even three years. And a couple of guys that are brand new. An outside pitch taken makes it one and two. As Robert stands in with one out in the top of the second inning. One run already scored on the Encarnacion home run. Garcia's at second base. This one swung on and driven deep down the third base line, hooking just foul into the stands. About two sections away from the pole. Count remains one and two to Robert. The pitch. This one driven deep. Out in the right center field. Tailing back towards the wall. It'll be caught off the wall. That one almost gets out. A great play in right field. Garcia advanced to third and rounded. But the relay came in. He put that one as far out as you could get it without getting it out of the ballpark. We've seen the power increase. He's had more doubles and triples lately. He's had a couple of home runs in the last couple weeks too. And now Tim Anderson comes up. He went down on three pitches. Two of them were high and probably should have been called balls in the first at bat of the game. He checks up on this one but can't hold it back. An inside pitch goes for a strike. Owen won the count with two outs and a runner on third. Outside curveball misses one and one. Sachs would love to get Garcia in. A low and away sinker misses two and one the count with Grandal on deck. Turnbull. Quick look over at Garcia. Back towards the catcher. Misses away again on a slider. All three of them have been far outside. And Anderson isn't budging. Three and one the count now. With the 282 hitting Yasmani Grandal. Standing on deck. The 3-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. It was well outside. He swung at what would have been ball four. Now the count is full. Three and two. Now he grounds this one up the middle. Get through. It does. The runner's going to come home and score. Just gets through in between short and second. 
Anderson is on with two outs and an RBI single there. So a runner on first. It's a 2-2 tie ball game. Dylan Cease gets new life after a really worrisome first inning. And Grandal comes to the plate. Anderson has a lot of speed. They wanted to have a talk on the mound. The talk is over. First pitch inside, a fastball to Grandal. 0-1 the count. He singled in the first inning. Ended up stranded on third after a Mancata double. The pitch. Outside pitch out. Nobody's going. So they are aware of Anderson. He's got 26 stolen bases. He's stealing them at an 85% clip. The 1-1 pitch inside misses 2-1. Now if they get 3-1 here, I guarantee he's going because they're not going to pitch out. Because if he isn't going, you pretty much walked Grandal and Abreu comes up. He may consider going on 2-1. and one. Sox have been aggressive with Robert and Anderson mostly as that one's high and outside 3-1. and one. And now I would think if he gets a good read, Tim Anderson's going to go here. 3-1 count to Grandal. Turnbull takes a long look at him. There goes Anderson. Strike down the middle. Throw down is in the dirt before it gets to the glove. A really bad throw, and the White Sox are victimizing the Tigers. They did it in Chicago as well. The White Sox ran like crazy on Detroit. They do not have a very good game behind the plate when it comes to throwing out runners or even holding guys on. The pitchers struggle in that area, and the White Sox found that out the first time they played them last week. Now this one looped in the center field is going to get down for a base hit. Anderson's going to round third and head for home. The throw in is way offline now. Grandal chugging for second. Picked up and thrown down there. He is plugged at second base and out. Bang, bang play. He noticed the throw was offline. And he almost made it to second. In the end, it's an RBI single thrown out at second base after Anderson scores. Sox lead 3-2. So the White Sox get three in the top of the second inning. And Dylan Cease, he gets a little bit of a chance now to redeem himself after a terrible first inning that took 32 pitches. Grayson Griner is catching for the Tigers today. He's fresh up from the minor leagues. He was a third-round pick in the 2014 MLB draft. He doesn't have any stats right now. First pitch misses outside. The next one was in the zone but called the ball. Grandal wants to know where that one was as he turns back and has a few words with the umpire. He had his glove still sitting in the spot where he caught it. Now a 2-0 pitch on the way. Swung on and nubbed over to first base. Abreu leaps and pulls it out of the air. It's a soft line drive. He jumped up, showed some hops there. He barely left the ground, but he, he tried his hardest and he made that catch. So a line out for the first out here in the bottom of the second. The strike zone concerns me. Dylan Cease has had a lot of success painting corners, and if he's not going to get certain pitches, it could really affect him in this game. Inside pitch to Victor Reyes immediately popped out the shallow center, and Robert's not going to get to it. It's a base hit. He was playing a little deeper than he needed to. That's a duck snort for a base hit in the shallow center to right center field. And Harold Castro comes up. Now, Reyes got on last time, hit by a pitch. Now he gets the duck snort. Castro had a single. He's one for one in this game. The two of them scored in the first inning. 
There's one out here in the bottom of the second, and Reyes is on. He's got speed. A low and away four seamer misses one and oh the count. 11 double plays Castro has grounded into so far this season. An outside four seamer misses two and oh. Control is an issue right now for Cease. You hope that he was going to come out and show more of it. But if he continues to struggle, you could see a Michael Kopech day here. It's not what you wanted, but it's something that's available to you. Sox are going to try to stick with their guy here for a little while. He's had a very good season so far. Outside pitch misses 3-0, and and it feels like it's going to be one of those games today, folks. Sox have had a rough time with the starting pitching, I would say, over the last four games. The last game with Cleveland and the three in Houston. Low inside fastball called the strike 3-1. and one. Now, Lopez only gave up three runs in the first game in Houston. But he was kind of shaky, and we were lucky it was only three. The staff came in. Incredible job by the relief staff. As Reyes is going to go, and this one's ripped out in the right field, tailing back towards the wall. It is off the top of the wall. It's going to roll around. Reyes is going to come all the way around and score. It's a 3-3 game and a double for Castro. So both teams hitting the ball, and both pitchers struggling early on in this game. A 3-3 ball game as that one goes off the wall near the 365 marker. It bounced around in the corner and rolled towards center. Robert picked it up on the run and got it in, holding Castro to the double. Otherwise, that would have been a three-bagger. Reyes was running on the pitch. He scored. And Cabrera comes up, one for one with a single and an RBI in a 3-3 game. Only one out here in the bottom of the second inning. Cease checks the runner at second, and an outside pitch misses. Curveball, one and one the count. The bullpen did well in that first game in Houston, and then the pitching staff has been in disarray for the last two games, and now Cease not looking very sharp to start this game after the day off yesterday. He misses outside, two and one. A lot of these pitches are missing badly. Swung on and missed a changeup on the outside corner. Cabrera did him a favor going for that one. Two and two the count with Castro taking a very good size lead at second. Now a pitch down the middle popped up. Abreu in foul territory. Catches it in the coaching box. And there's two gone. Jonathan Shoup comes up. He struck out in the first inning. He was the first out that Cease collected in this game. The pitch on the way. Low and away. A slider. 1-0 the count. He's got 15 home runs. Leads his team. Got a runner on second and two outs. Inside pitch fouled off for Seamer in on the hands, one and one. Next offering away, a curveball, two and one the count. Cease checks the runner at second and delivers. Away and low of four, Seamer misses the zone, three and one with Maven on deck. Cease has already hit two batters in this game as that one is right back up the middle for a base hit. Robert's going to come in with the throw home. Luis Robert mows down the runner at the plate. That's the first time all year he's gotten somebody. And the Sox luckily escaped the second, tied up at three. Luis Robert takes a base hit in front of him, puts all he can into it, falls over throwing it. Ball comes in on a big loop into Grandal. He catches it, reaches back and gets the base runner trying to get across home plate. 50 pitches so far for Dylan Cease, 40 for Spencer Turnbull. 
as we start the top of the third inning. It's the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. As a fastball misses outside, 1-0 the count. Family Waterproofing Solutions is veteran-owned, female-owned, and family-owned with a portion of their proceeds going to veteran and first responder organizations. They will diagnose over the phone, over video, with pictures, or in person, whatever makes you comfortable. And they have safe methods to get the job done. They cover pretty much all of northern Illinois and northwest Indiana. It's a 2 and one pitch misses outside. And they are a family-owned business with one store and a huge staff. And they do all that work. Ground ball down the third base line. Count remains 2-1. and one. Located on the southwest side. Family Waterproofing Solutions is your solution to any kind of needs you have in the basement, foundation, window wells, sump pumps, seepage, leaks. If you have a problem and it's below ground or ground level, they'll probably help you with it. It's 3-2 and two to Abreu, who's 0-1 on the day. And he fouls off a four-seamer. Count remains full. Details coming up here in the half inning. And remember to ask him about the socks and the basement deals. They've got two-for-one offers and 20% off in certain instances. Inside fastball walks Abreu. And the leadoff man is on here to start off the third inning. Moncada comes up. He had a double down the first base line the first time up. Got Grandal over to third where they were both stranded in the first inning. Slider high and outside from Turnbull. 1-0 the count. Now, Cease is having a tough day, but Spencer Turnbull puts on just under two guys per inning. And so here's a pitcher you're going to get more runs against. It's a 3-3 game. You wish it was 3-1, 3-0. There's a lot of game left, and this is a very good offense. Pitch misses high, a fastball, 2-0 the count. I'm looking forward to getting back with Dave doing the regular Sox in the Basement show. Already has some guests in mind. That's a strike high. Just got the letters. Two and one the count to Mancata. And we'll continue to do these simulated games. Each and every day we're going to simulate one. We'll have the broadcast on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Socks on 35th each and every day. We'll tell you how the season is going. That pitch misses low and in. Three and one the count. The next offering... Sent down the third base line, hooking towards the stands. It will just get into him. And away from the left fielder, running in the foul territory. Count is full now to Mankata. Next pitch is low, and he walked him. The first two are on, and that's what you need. A guy who averages two guys on base every inning, putting two on before there's an out here in the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. Meanwhile, the original Boston team... When they were the Boston Braves, Atlanta, back in Boston playing the Red Sox. Or were there two teams? Were the Red Sox still the, I don't know, I got to look it up. And we need to have Sox nerd on one of our shows. I haven't talked to him in a while. He's the stats man. Aloy Jimenez stands in. 14 home runs on the season. He's been stuck on that for a while. Third on the team, though, still. Takes a curveball down the middle, 0-1 the count. Abreu's on second. Mancata's on first. No outs here in the top of the third. Next one lifted out in the center field. It's going to stay in the ballpark. It's going to tail back to the warning track. Abreu is tagging. He's going to head for third. The throw coming in. Cut off by the relay. And they're going to first and third him. As Mancata held, he came halfway out towards second base in case the ball fell. 
so he could try to continue to advance. So first and third now with one out in the top of the third inning, and here's Encarnacion. He's seen one pitch today, and he rocketed it out right here. Deep left field, a bomb. He's got two on now with one out. The pitch. Outside misses on a four-seamer, 1-0 the count. America Park, the first of a three-game set. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday here. And then we go to Cleveland for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Inside pitch, rifled out deep in the right field. Tailing back, it'll be close to the wall. It'll be caught right up against the wall. Abreu's going to come home on the sack fly. That one just barely stayed in the ballpark. Everybody was standing up in left field thinking he'd hit his second. Left fielder standing out there with his back against the wall. Reyes with his glove just up, hoping it's going to land there. He gives a little leap and catches it right at the line, the yellow line. It probably would have stayed in the ballpark. He did not have to go over the wall. Runner scores, though, 4-3 White Sox, and Larry Garcia comes up and immediately puts one out in the right field for a base hit. So first and second as Mankata heads to second base finally. There's two gone here in the top of the third. Turnbull's thrown 58 pitches, four earned runs, six hits, and three walks. He's only got two outs here in the top of the third. Danny Mendick swung at the first pitch and popped out last time. He'd like to get a hit here. Mankata's got good speed, so does Garcia. An inside four-seamer called the strike, 0-1 the count. Mendick's got a 787 OPS and a 342 on-base percentage to go with his 265 average. Pretty good speed on board here. Next pitch is high, 1-1 the count. Got six RBIs and a couple of extra base hits in his last nine appearances. The 1-1 pitch to Mendick. Swung on and missed a four-seamer in the zone, upper part of the zone, a little above the waist. One and two the count. Turnbull checks Moncada at second and delivers. This one's dribbled down the third baseline. Foul. He'll reset. 22 pitches so far this inning for Turnbull. 62 on the game. Two outs here in the top of the third inning. The pitch. Swung on and missed. He went for one that was way too high in the zone. Danny Mendick gets a start coming out of a day off and has had a disappointing start to the day. Midway through the third, 4-3 sacks. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sack side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. The White Sox are not wasting time here on Dylan Cease. Jace Fry is warming in the bottom of the third inning. And Michael Kopech is doing a stretch out there with long toss in the bullpen. Not really warming up yet. 
If Dylan struggles again, it could be a very short day for him. The Sox have lost four of their last six. Coming out of the day off, Ricky Renteria wants to win more games than he loses going forward. Cameron Maben was hit by a pitch in the first inning. One of two guys hit by Cease. It's 4-3. to three. He's sitting on 51 pitches in pitch number 52. Misses badly outside on a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. 1-0 the count. Now he misses outside again on a changeup, 2-0. I don't think Dylan has it today. You hate to pull your starter early, but the White Sox are preparing for it right now. This one induced a pop-up to Abreu. Maben does us a favor with a pitcher that doesn't have a lot of control. Pops out to start off the bottom of the third. And there's one gone. Christian Stewart comes in. Stands in the left-handed batter's box. And that's why Fry is warming. There's a lot of lefties coming up here at the bottom of the order. So if Dylan gets into trouble, it would make sense. 1-0 now. After that pitch misses inside, now a curveball hits the outside corner. 1-1. You'd love to just see Dylan bear down, get over the bump, have a good third, have a good fourth. You know, redeem himself a little bit in this game. Because right now he just feels like a pitcher that's hanging on while his team tries to get him through it. One and two now the count after a foul ball. Now this one sent down the first baseline hooking foul into the stands. Count remains one and two. Toes the rubber, working quickly the pitch. Low and away, it's going to be dribbled towards short. Anderson with the pick, tries to throw it over, but it was moving too slowly. And by the time he makes the throw, the runner is safe by a hair. It was a slow roller, dribbled towards him. He had the run towards third base a little bit. So he had the pivot and throw, already being pulled away from the play at first. And it developed so slowly, he could not get the runner on a bang-bang play. So an infield hit. With one out, and here's Nico Goodrum. He's got a strike on an inside pitch, and now a ball on an outside pitch, and it's one and one. Not a lot of speed over at first. That's good news. Maybe you can induce a double play. Four seamer low and inside misses, two and one the count. These are not good pitches. This is not the umpire's job in us. We've had a few bad calls, but that is not the source of Cease's problems. As a high strike is called a strike, two and two. Counts even to Goodrum. Throws inside on him, a four-seamer backs him off. Three and two, the count is full. Candelario stands on deck. I don't care what his average is, he's dangerous. He's already hurt the Sox once this year. We are lucky to be able to recover. Full count, the pitch. Swung on and missed, he got him on a changeup. Bottom dropped out of it a little bit. Third strikeout for Cease. He's got two outs, so he's battling. And the first step in figuring out how to get through things when you don't have anything is admitting you don't have anything. And he's got a veteran catcher there that can frame very well. He needs to rely on him. You can't give up the home run ball. You can't make a mistake, get frustrated, and lay one across the plate. They seem to be trying to work low and then go outside a lot on batters because if he misses, it's not going to be straight down the middle. High and tight pitch, 0-2 the count that one swung on after Candelario 
fouled one off down the third base line, so he's quickly 0-2 with two outs here in the bottom of the third. The next offering is high and away. He held off on it 1-2. and two. Now an inside pitch fouled off into the camera weld on the first base line. Count remains 1-2 and two with a runner on first base. 4-3 White Sox lead. Next one lifted out in the center field. Robert tailing back is going to make the play on the run. He corrals it. He was about 10 feet away from the track there. End of three, the White Sox finally get through an inning without giving up a run. It's four to three heading to the top of the fourth. Luis Roberts stands in and the first pitch is sent out in the right field. It will tail back near the track and it'll be caught in front of the 330 marker. First pitch by Turnbull turns into a flyout from Robert. He's 0 for two. So one out quickly here in the top of the fourth inning. Kopech continues to do long toss in the pen. Alex Colome, or Colome if you're nasty, also warming. Sox will have a short leash on Cease for the rest of the game. Outside fastball, taken for a ball 1-0 to Tim Anderson. He's 1-2 for two with a single, a run driven in, and a run scored. Now an inside pitch misses 2-0 the count. Cease already has 70 pitches, so it makes sense that the White Sox are keeping their guys toasty, warm, ready to go. Meanwhile, Milwaukee has jumped out to a 1-0 lead in Minnesota. We need the Twins to start losing some games and us to start winning some. We pulled within a game and a half, and then in the last week went from a game and a half back to five and a half back. That's a four-game turn by this team. While we... We're going two and four in our last six. They had won six in a row. And now Anderson fouls that one off, three and one the count. Turnbull into the wind and the pitch. Pop fly down the first baseline. It will get out of play. A full count to T.A. with one out in the top of the fourth inning. Nationals leading San Francisco at home in Washington, 3-1 in the fourth. And now Anderson sends this one over to second base. Easy ground ball, 4-3 put out. And there's two gone. Turnbull now up to 70 pitches as well, so both pitchers have been struggling. And here comes Yasmani Grandal. He's two for two. Got two singles and an RBI in this game. With two outs in the top of the fourth inning, standing in the left-handed batter's box. Takes an inside four-seamer for ball one, one to know the count. An eight-year career, San Diego, the Dodgers, Milwaukee, and now the White Sox. Outside pitch catches the zone. One and one the count. This one driven deep. Out in the right field. Grandal's going to stand there and admire it. Way back and gone. Yasmani puts it out 429 feet. Gets out of here at 104 miles per hour. The crowd goes silent. And he trots around the base paths. And the White Sox lead it 5-3. And he's taking a long time going around the bases right now. Long time. He got the home plate and he did a jump shot. <laughs> That's good. This team, when they're at their best, is feeling it. And we're starting to see a little bravado from the hitters. Rondal just hit his 19th home run of the season. And we haven't made it to the All-Star break yet. He looks like an easy 40 home run hitter this year. If he keeps this up, that two spot is working out very well for him. And Abreu comes up and immediately rifles one in the center field for a base hit. So with two outs, Turnbull gives up the home run and now a single to Abreu. 
Spencer Turnbull had a nice little run last year when he got the starting role for the first time with the Tigers. Good enough that I went and picked him up in my fantasy league, and for about a month there, the guy was really good. He had a low whip, he was getting wins, and then teams adjusted to him, and ever since then, he has not been able to adjust back. They figured out what he's doing, they see his tendencies, and they know what pitch to wait on. Mancada takes a pitch high and outside that gets called a strike. 0-1 the count with two outs in the top of the fourth. Now a sharp ground ball over to third, scooped and thrown over just in time. The 5-3 putout ends the inning, but the White Sox get another run. A big deep fly, two solo home runs in this game from the Sox, Encarnacion and now Grandal. And midway through the fourth, we lead 5-3 in Detroit. Grayson Griner, the catcher, 0 for 1 with a soft line out to Abreu. He is 0 for 1 now in his career. This is his first game, Major League debut. Dylan Cease throws an outside slider to him, 1-0 the count. Victor Reyes stands on deck. He's having a good game. Now a low pitch, ground on the third. Mancada's going to scoop it. Long throw over. He almost overthrows Abreu, goes up on one leg to reach for that one. But a 5-3 put out nonetheless, and Cease wants to thank his lucky stars that Detroit decided to debut a kid who hasn't been able to leave the infield in two hits. And he gave him a leadoff out in the second and now the fourth inning. Victor Reyes comes up. He's one for one and a hit by pitch. He's got a four-game hit streak now. Takes a pitch high and outside, 1-0 the count. Slider high, taken for a strike, 1-1. One one. Cease into the wind. And the pitch. Swung on and missed a high four seamer, one and two the count. I want to say thank you real quick to all of you that jump online will send us messages, direct messages, or I don't know, the DMs. Aren't they all DMs? Isn't that what Lizzo said? We get them on Facebook. We get them on Twitter. And I love the compliments and the discussion about this season so far. As a one-two pitch is sent out to shallow left center field for a base hit, and Reyes is two for two has been hit by a pitch. And you can't keep him off the base paths and he can run. Reyes has scored the first two times he made it to first base. Castro is two for two with a double, a single and an RBI, hitting 323. And he's 0-1 on the count on a curveball that he lays off on the inside corner. Five to three White Sox. A low pitch swung on and missed, 0-2 the count. He's hitting 444 over his last three games. That's four for nine, so it's not like he's doing over his last 20 games, but he's been hot lately. A low changeup fouled off, 0-2. That's coming into the game, and he's two for two today. Curveball grounded. Abreu scoops it off the infield grass. It goes to the second. They're only going to get the runner at second, but he cut off. Mendick sliding across the grass, feet first, makes a great play and goes the second to get Reyes. That's a great defensive play and a great defensive decision made on a bang-bang moment. Jose Abreu with the veteran move there cuts down the faster runner. And it's 1-0 now to Miggy Cabrera 
Well, now takes a curveball inside for a strike, one and one. 83 pitches now for Cease. Two outs in the bottom of the fourth and a 5-3 lead for him. Next pitch down the middle of four, Seamer, one and two. Now he goes outside with a slider. Cabrera doesn't chase. Not a lot of speed on first base. Inside pitch, rifle down the third base line, knocked down by Moncada. He might have a chance at first. He got him. He dives over and knocks it down. That should have been a double down the line. He finds the ball. Quick throw, bounces into Abreu's glove, and he gets Cabrera. And as we head into the top of the fifth, the DP three tech fifth inning, Jordan Zimmerman comes in. 29 appearances, 69 innings with a 4.57 ERA. He's a long reliever. We've seen him several times already, and we've only played three games coming into this one against Detroit. This is only our fourth game against him. Sox lead the series 3-0. Jimenez is 0-2. He'll lead off the inning here in the top of the fifth. First pitch, a curveball inside, called a strike, 0-1. Jimenez is 2-for-6 lifetime with a solo home run against Zimmerman. He did not get it last week. Because he has not hit a home run in a while now. Swings and misses at that pitch outside 0-2. He's actually been a very good hitter for the Sox. Even though he's 0-2 in this game. And now 1-2 in the count. But the power, or at least clearing the wall power, has not been there now for the last couple of weeks. Low outside pitch. He chops at it. Gets it over to second base. Probably should have let that one go by. Jimenez may not be seeing the ball very well today. And that's the first out here in the top of the fifth inning. Spencer Turnbull gave up eight hits and three walks over the course of four innings. He gave up five earned runs, only struck out two, 76 pitches. His day is over. He told you his whip was 1.90. If over four innings you put 11 guys on base, your whip just went up. It's actually worse now. Not a good day for him. Two righties, Funkhauser and Burroughs, warming up for the Tigers. They are active now in the bullpen. As Encarnacion takes a ball outside, he's one for one. With a sack fly and a deep home run, a solo shot. Out in the left field. Now he's 2-0 on an inside pitch. Low pitch misses, fastball 3-0 the count. Hitters count. We'll see if he takes it, goes the first, or if he's looking for the home run ball. They set up inside on him, and he swings. He wanted to hit. They weren't going to give him anything to hit. He lays off there on a high inside pitch. He probably gets ball four. The 3-1 pitch on the way. Now this one's ripped out of the left field base hit, and Edwin Encarnacion is hitterish right now. My dad used to always use that phrase, hitterish. The guy looks like he wants to come up and hit the ball. And he's looked that way all game. Just missed a home run in his second at bat, but he got the run home with the sack fly to the wall. Already has a long, deep home run. And now he gets a solid base hit in the left. Larry Garcia, he's hitterish as well. First pitch, base hit. Bobbled out in right field. Encarnacion's going to continue. Garcia heading to second. He is safe. The ball was in front of Stewart. And as he went for the play, it goes off his glove and rolls behind him. That's an E9, a single and an E9 with one out. There's runners on second and third, and Danny Mendick immediately puts it up the middle. That's a base hit. 
Encarnacion's going to score. Garcia heading home. He will score. And very, very quickly, the White Sox lead 7-3. That was three pitches there. That was a three-pitch sequence. Single, double, or single with an error. Single, single with an error. And another single, and two runs come home on three pitches. And here comes Robert, the nine-hitter, who's 0-2 with two flyouts, and the Sox lead 7-3. And the first pitch sent into the screen down the third base side. 0-1 the count. It is the DP3 Tech fifth inning. Sox like to score in the DP3 Tech fifth inning. I've noticed this. On the road, I can never get out the commercial <laughs> because they hit the ball so well. Now, this one goes off the glove of Cabrera. Mendick doesn't know what to do. He's hung up. He can't go anywhere. He's caught up between second and first because he doesn't know if Cabrera's got the ball. So as soon as it went off of Cabrera's glove, he thought he was, it was a line-out. He stopped to go back to first to try to get back there without being doubled off. He goes off the glove, and Robert is safe at first on a fielder's choice as Mendick is out at second base. Now a pitch out to Anderson with Robert on. Ball one, now an inside pitch, ball two. Two outs here in the top of the DP3 Tech fifth inning. Details coming up here midway through the inning about DP3 Tech. They partnered with Microsoft. They went out and came up with a whole new system, a way for you to get your business anywhere. Got a guy working in one place, somebody else working over here. A few people working in the office. Get everybody on the screen with one button. You know, get, get the file shared with one button. Hey, work together and don't get stuck in these Zoom calls and FaceTime and these ridiculous systems that look good because they're free or they're cheap. DP3 Tech's inexpensive and it's done right. And it's good for small and large companies. A south side business. As Robert takes off, an inside pitch call, the strike, the throwdown, not in time. They are abusing the rookie catcher in his first game. Third stolen base, Robert is safe in his second base. Unfortunately, that was a strike on the inside corner. And Anderson takes the next one outside a ball. Rondell stands on deck with 19 homers now and 55 RBI. Anderson's one for three in this game. Now a pop fly down the third baseline. It's going to stay in play, unfortunately. The catch is made and the inning is over. But the Sox get a bunch and lead 7-3 now midway through the fifth. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450 or email info at dp3tech.com. Dylan Cease comes out for the bottom of the fifth inning, sitting on 86 pitches with a four-run lead, and Jonathan Shoup takes a four-seamer low for ball one. You just heard about DP3 Tech. It doesn't hurt to check that out. I'm telling you right now, impress the boss or impress your employees if you are the boss. You're one of those middle managers. I've been one of those before in my life. 
Make everybody happy. Your team's going to think you're great. Your boss is going to think you're a genius. It takes like one phone call or an email. I mean, hit these guys up. Southside Company. They're out of Beverly, actually. This pitch number 90 is a base hit in the center field in front of Luis Robert. And the leadoff man is on here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Jace Fry warms in the bullpen. Kopech took a break from the long toss. I don't think he would come in in the middle of an inning. As the Sox continue to have that leash on Dylan Cease after a terrible start to this game. He was lucky he only gave up three runs. But to this point, he has only given up three. But it's taken him 90 pitches. And that stupid Tony the Tiger, or whatever it is, a Tiger with no pants on and a jersey, is dancing on the dugout. As a runner stands on first, and Cameron Maben, who's 0 for 1 and was hit by a pitch, takes a strike low. He's got 12 homers on the season. He's 0 and 1 in this count. Next offering down the third baseline. Fair ball that got over the bag. It's only going to advance the runner one base as Jimenez cuts it off before it can get down in the corner. The first two are on here in the bottom of the fifth inning. And they're going to come out now and talk with their pitcher. And it's going to be Renteria standing out there having the conversation instead of Cooper. No indication as to whether or not he's going to pull Dylan. He does have a four-run lead. But there's two on right now. And the meeting seems to have concluded with something Renteria didn't like as he's pulling Cease and sending in Jace Fry. 28 appearances, only 19 innings, a 4.74 ERA. Right, he's hitting 189 against him. Left, he's hitting 207. He's got a bunch of lefties lining up for him, starting with Christian Stewart. And an inside cut fastball goes for strike one. So the Sacks go to the pen. Cease goes four, officially. He doesn't get any outs in the fifth, but these two guys on are his. Got good speed at first, not very good speed at second. So at least there's a little bit of a roadblock as a curveball low and away just misses. One and one the count to Stewart. Fry's job is the fifth now. As he winds and delivers, swung on and missed a cut fastball away, one and two the count. This much maligned bullpen had a very difficult time in Houston, especially in game two. 26 runs scored in that game. Sox lost 15 to 11. Fly ball out the right field. The catch will be made. The runner trying to advance. The throw into third base. And he just barely got the third. Garcia almost gets him. It one-hopped into the glove of Moncada. The runner at first held, unsure if it was going to get cut off by Anderson, who made a great fake out like he was going to cut that ball off to hold the runner at first base. First and third now with one out in the bottom of the fifth inning. An outside cut fastball goes for strike one, 0-1 the count to Goodrum. Goodrum is a switch hitter, so he moves over to the right side. Had been batting lefty all game long. Very good speed over at first base. This one sent out into right field. Garcia plants underneath it, will make the catch. He just throws in to the plate, actually. Again, another fake out. I got faked out by Abreu. They hold the runner at first. He comes running up like he's taking the ball as the throw is coming in, and the runner retreats back to first base. It goes over Abreu's head. The runner will score at home plate. It wasn't even close. But Abreu, noticing that Garcia wants to throw somebody out from right field, at least acted like it was coming to him, and now there's two gone. 
Candelario comes in. He's a switch hitter as well. He moves over to the right side. And he's one and one. Fry has two outs now. The run that crossed was Dylan Ceases. The runner takes off. Inside pitch, a ball, throw down, and he got him. A great throw by Osmani, who turned and walked back towards the dugout before the call was made. He knew he had him. Big tag by Mendick on him as well. Yasmani Grandal threw out the base runner and turned back and started heading to his dugout before the ball landed in Mendick's glove and he never looked back. That was stone cold. Umpire hand made a sign. Everybody else was standing here. It wasn't like the whole team walked off. Just Grandal. He comes up now here in the top of the sixth inning. He takes two strikes on the outside corner. He's three for three with a solo home run the last time up. He's 0-2 in the count from Zimmerman. And outside for Seamer misses 1-2 and two now. 1-2 and two the count. Top of the sixth inning. Sox lead 7-4. This one sent down the third baseline foul. Count remains 1-2 to Yasmani. Before Seamer fouled off, count remains 1-2 yet again. Zimmerman, 23 pitches so far in relief. Next offering outside misses 2-2 two two the count now. Michael Kopech warming up. You almost presume he's coming in in the bottom of the sixth inning. Gives the White Sox some options. If he's rolling, keep him in for a couple innings with a three-run lead. Inside pitch flared out in left field. He's four for four. It's going to roll to the wall. Grandal's going to round, but hold. Remember, he was thrown out on a single, trying to stretch a single into a double earlier. But he's four for four with three singles and a home run. A big day for Yasmani here in Detroit. The leadoff man is on here in the top of the sixth inning, and Jose Abreu comes up one for two. 12 home runs and 50 RBI to go with his 271 average. At this point in the season, you almost feel like it's a given that you'll see 100 RBIs from Grandal, Abreu, and Mancada based upon where they're at right now, midway through June. A high-scoring offense, and he's 2-0. and in the count. And Grandal looks like he's looking for a 40-plus home run season if he can keep up this pace. Four Seamer fouled off, 2-1 and one the count. Socks in the basement will do the All-Star game a full broadcast if Major League Baseball has not come back and done anything by then. Ground ball over to short. They're going to flip it around. Six, four, three. Rack him up. It's a double play. Abreu erases Grandal off the base paths and gets himself out in the process. Goodrum started that double play over at short. There's two gone now here in the top of the six, and Yohan Mankata comes up one for two with a double in this game. And he swings and fouls this one off down the third base line. 0-1. He also has a walk earlier in the game. 0-1 pitch, low and away, a 12-6 curveball. 1-1 the count. 7-4 White Sox here in the top of the sixth inning in Detroit. Inside four, Seamer misses, 2-1 the count. Zimmerman into the wind in the pitch. Swing and a miss at a 12-6 curveball outside, 2-2. Two two. Jordan toes the rubber quickly and delivers. A high pitch is popped up. Mancata wishes he didn't swing at that one. 
Caught by the shortstop. And the inning is over. So a leadoff hit by Grandal does not lead to anything. Midway through the sixth, Sox still lead by three, seven to four. Michael Kopech comes in to pitch the bottom of the sixth inning. 11 appearances, 24 and a third innings, 2-0 record, 4.81 ERA, 33 strikeouts to 11 walks. And a high four seamer called a strike on the inside corner. 0-1 the count now to Candelario, the third baseman, batting lefty. Takes a high four seamer for a strike. Kopech gets the benefit of a high strike zone. 0-2 the count quickly. Tampa Bay trailing 6-0 late in their game in Toronto. No update yet from Minnesota. Nothing on the Indians yet either. 100-mile-an-hour four-seamer just misses high. One and two the count from Kopech. Takes the sign, quickly delivers. That's a high four-seamer that misses. Two and two. Indians leading 2-1 to one at home right now against Baltimore. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on, jam shot out in the center field. Robert coming in will make the play. He was lucky to get a piece of the bat on that one. There's one gone, and here comes Grayson Griner. He's 0 for 2 with a soft line out and a ground out the third. Sacks have been running on him as well. And right away, Kopech throws a 99-mile-an-hour fastball that he just looks at right down the middle, 0-1. Next pitch swung on a miss, a slider low and away, 0-2. Michael Kopech, when he can get the bomb of the order first, he really gets going. And he got the 8 and the 9 hitter here at the beginning of this inning. He was 0-2 to the first guy up, now he's 0-2 here. Inside pitch swung on and missed, took him down on 3. That one was at 100 miles an hour over the hands. Reiner goes back and says, wow, that guy can throw. Victor Reyes comes up. He's reached base all three times, hit by a pitch, and then two for two. And a high fastball, 99, goes for strike one. 0-1 the count with two outs in the bottom of the sixth inning. Next pitch, low and away, misses on a four-seamer, was close, one and one. Kopech working quickly. Grandal down on one knee outside. That's where the ball goes. Ground ball to Mendick at second over to first. The 4-3 to three put out. Michael Kopech puts him down. 1-2-3. Feels like we have balance now in the force. After six, Sox lead 7-4 here in Detroit as the sun sets. The bullpen active out there for Detroit. It has been for the last couple innings. But Jordan Zimmerman will face the 0-3 Aloy Jimenez to lead off the top of the seventh inning. And the first one is ripped down the right field for a base hit. So Aloy gets off the snide. Base hit opposite field. He went where the ball was. Went with the pitch. Gets out there. Looks in at the dugout. Claps his hands. He's happy. You know, he's really learning how to be a professional hitter. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that hits 300. But he's at least not dropping into the 240s when the power isn't there. Maybe it's the influence of the guy right behind him, Edwin Encarnacion. When he's on, he swings for the fences. When he's not, it's base hits. He's got a home run already today, a big deep fly ball. He almost put the second one out. 
He also has a single and scored off of it. So a couple of RBIs, a couple of runs scored for Edwin. Pitch in the outside corner, call the ball, 1-0 the count. Jimenez at first. And a two-seamer also misses, 2-0 the count. Next offering, swung on and fouled off down the first baseline, 2-1. Now a high fly ball deep in the right field. Hailing back, he leaps, he cannot get it, it bounces off the top of the wall. Jimenez on his way to third, Encarnacion into second, it's a double. Off the top of the wall. At this point, Edwin's got the single, the double, and the home run. And if he hits a triple, it's pants-off dance-off time. Because I doubt that will ever happen, he is not very fleet of foot. But he almost gets his home run there. I mean, he's had two near home runs to go with the big bomb. And Bo Burrows is coming in. 3-2 and two record, 44 innings, 6.55 ERA, over 23 appearances. Lefties are hitting 301 against him. Righty's hitting 246. And here comes Garcia. He's going to be at lefty against him. He's 2-for-2. Two, two. two singles, two runs scored. He's got runners on second and third. And the Sox looking to get more runs here in this game. A low curveball clearly misses the zone, but it's called a strike. 0-1 the count. So Burroughs gets a good call there on the first pitch. Garcia didn't like it. Next offering ripped down the first baseline. Fair ball into the corner. Leury's going to play two. He's on his way into second base with a stand-up double, and the Sox lead this game 9-4. So the White Sox offense really coming to life in this game. That one's down the first base line. It was a no-doubter that was staying fair. A hard line drive. Garcia with no out stands on second base. Two runs already in. And Danny Mendick was one for three with a single and two RBIs. Stands in and takes a pitch away. Want to know the count. Nine to four. The White Sox lead now. I would imagine Kopech at least pitches the next inning. Because he's out there. But I don't think you're going to wear him out in case you need him in a game or two. The 2-0 pitch, high four-seamer misses, 3-0. and Now, you could just leave him in there now for the rest of the game. He's got a five-run lead. Just give him some work. You want him to stay frosty and be available as a starter. This might be a good opportunity to let him pitch some innings. Inside pitch misses. Mendick walks. Runners on first and second now. No outs in the top of the seventh inning. Luis Robert comes up. Garcia on second, Mendick on first, Robert at the plate. First pitch, both runners are going. The throw down to third base, he is safe under the tag. A double steal, the White Sox being aggressive here with a five-run lead. I'm sure they're breaking some unwritten rule. Robert does a good job kind of lingering in the batter's box. He's 0-1 in the count. There's runners on second and third now as the Sox continue to abuse Tigers catchers who cannot throw anybody out. Swings and misses at an inside pitch. 0-2 the count now. No outs. Top of the seventh inning. Swing and a miss at a curveball. Robert goes down swinging. So a really nice series in Houston. But an 0-4 so far today here in Detroit. Tim Anderson comes to the plate. TA's only 1-4 for four in this game. Average has been dropping a little bit as of late. Change up low misses. 1-0 the count. It's hitting 329. That's how low his average has dropped. He also has 27 stolen bases and 41 runs scored in that leadoff position. 
Now a 1-0 pitch becomes a 2-0 count. This is inside and misses. Again, runners at second and third with one out now. The pitch low, but in the zone. It's called a strike, two and one. Brandao stands on deck. A five-run lead for the Sox. Line drive the second base, scooped out of the air. Oh, if that gets over, it's an 11-4 ball game. Anderson shakes his head, smacks his hands together. And with runners on second and third and no outs, the Sox have now progressed to two outs in the inning. And Grandal, who's four for four in this game, three singles, two RBI, he has a home run, stands in, and looks to try to go five for five. First pitch inside, misses on a slider, 1-0 the count. Having a really nice day. And he had the work. Dylan Cease through a very difficult start where he had no control. Hit two batters in the first inning. Two batters hit in the first inning. He's walking guys. He can't find the strike zone. He's behind in counts. And he nursed him through four innings and into the fifth where he had to leave with two on and no out. One of those runs scored, so he got four charged to him. But the Sox lead 9-4, and it's a 3-0 count now to Yasmani. I would turn him loose on this one. Here's the pitch. He wanted a swing at it, but he thought it was going to be high, so he checks it up. It goes for a strike. High in the zone, 3-1. and one. You look back at the umpire, he didn't like the call. Now he rips this one out in the right field, tailing back near the wall to the track. It is gone! Two home runs for Yasmani Grandal, his 19th and 20th on the season. A three-run homer out at 371 feet, just over the wall in right field. They're going to start gathering up their stuff here before the sun fully sets in Detroit. As the Sox are blowing them out now. They swept them in Chicago. And Detroit had the best start you could imagine, basically, against the White Sox in this game. And the Sox lead 12-4 anyway. Two outs here in the top of the seventh inning. And Abreu comes up one for three and puts this one down the third baseline. Fair ball. He follows this just like he followed Brondahl's last home run. But this time he gets a double. He swung at the first pitch last time, catching him off balance. He's on second with two outs. His 22nd double of the season. He has 22 doubles. Grandal has 20 home runs. It's June 16th. Kyle Funkhauser is coming in. 32 appearances, 76 and two-thirds innings. 4.93 ERA. 56 strikeouts to 35 walks. 219 righties are hitting against him. Lefties hitting 268. He gets Moncada. Another right-handed pitcher out there, so... Nobody's had to move around. Everybody's just hitting on the same side of the plate they would have. The Tigers have yet to go to a lefty out of the pen. The Sox beating him now by eight. It's 12-4 here in the top of the seventh inning. Next offering down the first baseline, hooking foul into the stands, one and one. It's quiet here in Detroit. A few people yelling, angry things at the Tigers, a few others. You can hear now the visiting crowd, those that made the trip from Chicago. They're pretty pumped up. They have seen one heck of a game here. They probably had to hear some some junk talk to them at the beginning of this game, the way that Cease was pitching. It was 2-0 Tigers. Sox made it 3-2. Tigers tied it up. Then the Sox slowly pulled away and have been piling on. Mankata swings and misses. 
Goes down on strikes. The inning is over. We're midway through the seventh. We have a dozen on 17 hits, leading 12-4 here in Detroit. Michael Kopech comes out. He'll face Harold Castro's two for three. He's got an eight-run lead here in the bottom of the seventh inning. And as that is a fastball just outside for a ball, 1-0, let's talk a little bit about what's going on here in Sox in the basement. As I mentioned earlier, we will be going back to our normal weekly show. As Robert tries to dive and catch one in right center field that goes off his glove, he keeps it in front of him. And that's a single off of Kopech. We'll be going back to our normal show on Wednesdays, starting next Wednesday. Half hour, it's 30 minutes of socks, so 30 minutes of good. Brought to you by the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network, and that is the network that operates here out of my bar, my nine-foot homemade oak bar, my basement on the southwest side of Chicago. Inside fastball, called the strike, 0 won the count. Miguel Cabrera is one for three with a single and an RBI. So my plan is to get Dave back here. Negotiations for that will start immediately, and I would hope would go better than those between MLB and MLBPA. I think Dave's gotten used to not being here every week, and he's upset there's no baseball, so he's like, what are we going to talk about? Ground ball back to Kopech, sent over to first. That's an out. Runner advances to second. One gone here in the bottom of the seventh inning. And then what we're going to do is, because we're doing that show on Wednesdays, we're going to clear the decks and allow people to see that show without also putting out a broadcast, so there won't be a broadcast on Wednesdays. We'll give you the results during the show of what would have happened on Wednesday in the simulated season, but you won't get the full broadcast. And then since looking ahead at the schedule, Sox barely play on Mondays anyway, so that we can have a day to just absorb what's going on in the world, set up guests, interact with the fans online, and get back to what we used to do. We're going to earmark Monday for that and not do a live broadcast that will come out on Mondays. So you're going to get the simulations on Tuesday. Think of it this way. Your day starts off, nothing happens on Monday. Sorry. There are other things out on Monday. You live on the southwest side, the EP podcast. As Jonathan Shoup swings and misses at that one, 0-2 quickly is Kopech against Shoup, who's 2-3 for in this game, runner on second base, one out in the bottom of the seventh. The EP podcast, based out of Evergreen Park, Illinois, part of the broadcast basement on-demand radio network, has become a big deal, especially during the COVID-19 crisis. A lot of people, not only in Evergreen Park, but Beverly, Mount Greenwood, Morgan Park, Ashburn, Oak Lawn, Chicago Ridge, any of these suburbs out here, they've been getting a lot of local news from it and finding out what's going on, hearing from local businesses, and we've had a lot of contests and a lot of big names on, and we've had a lot of fun with it. Is that's a strike on the inside corner taken. Kopech sits down, shoot. There's two gone. That's available on Mondays. There's also a wrestling show that comes out on when, on Mondays out of the broadcast basement on-demand radio network. If you're into pro wrestling, national and also local Chicagoland, check out Windy City Slam. Now that podcast, as Cameron Maven takes a strike on the inside corner, is led by Mike Pankow. I jump on and I help out with all the tech stuff, but it's really Mike's show. It's a really good show. He covers all of Chicago and Northwest Indiana pro wrestling and then has some great insights on the national scene, your WWEs, your AEWs, some of your lesser-known national ones, your impacts, as that's a pop-out to Moncada. That comes out on Mondays as well with a live show. We'll tell you more about it going into the top of the eighth inning. Kopech is through with this one. 
Sacks lead by eight. Aloy Jimenez comes out. He's one for four now. As we start off the top of the eighth inning. Sacks lead 12 to four. Funkhauser continues the pitch. So on Mondays when you don't have any Sacks in the basement live broadcast, you got the EP podcast if you're in that area. You're in the wrestling. You got the Windy City Slam podcast. Those two are perfect for you. And if you really want to have a broadcast, you also have one more. Before I get to the one more, I almost forgot. Windy City Slam is live on the Podbean app. You can get that on any kind of device that carries apps or go direct to Podbean. But it's in your app store as Jimenez strikes out there swinging on three pitches. One gone. Get the Podbean app. Subscribe to Windy City Slam using that. You can get it live at noon every Monday. Otherwise, it's on demand shortly thereafter by Monday afternoon. You can listen to it. So Monday morning, when you wake up, the EP podcast is there. You got the live Windy City Slam at noon with it on demand shortly thereafter if you don't want to use the Podbean app. Encarnacion's up. He's three for three. They just showed that he needs a triple for the cycle. Like I said, not a chance. Outside pitch call the ball, 1-0 the count. There's no way he gets a triple and it's not a double with an error or a single with two errors. No way. As that's a strike on the outside corner. 1-1 pitch on the way here with one out in the top of the eighth. Swung on and missed on a high inside four-seamer, 1-2. And And then if you really want to hear a broadcast, I have a good friend of mine. I used to do radio out in Wheeling, West Virginia, going into the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania market. Is this a fly out to left field? And two gone in the top of the eighth. Larry Garcia comes up three for three with a double, two singles, and two RBI. The average up to 293 is having a heck of a game, five homers and 31 RBI in the left-handed batter's box. And while I was out there, I made a lot of friends out there. And there's a guy by the name of Craig Toth who's really in the minor league baseball. Like, that's his thing. But he's also a big Pittsburgh Pirates fan. And he was listening to Sox in the basement. He goes, I want to have something to do with Sox. I I want to do something like this. And I was like, well, uh, what do you want to do? So he went out and bought his own equipment. But he he doesn't have the radio experience. So I said, I'll jump on with you. All I do is talk baseball with him. That's a high inside slider. Garcia goes down looking. He looks shocked. That's the end of the inning. We're heading to the bottom of the eighth. Sox lead by eight, 12 to four. Michael Kopech remains in the game. This will be his third inning. Christian Stewart's one for three with a single in the third. He will lead off in the sixth spot. The lefty awaits Kopech, who has 21 pitches only through his first two innings in relief. That one's fouled off 0-1 the count. High and tight fastball misses 1-1. 11,531 started at this game. There's far less here now. Right now, this ballpark looks like what Major League Baseball would really look like if they started playing without any fans in the stands. Because the Sox are blowing out the Tigers. One and two as that one's fouled off. Kopech looking in. Rondell sets up on the outside corner. He misses on a two-seamer, two and two. So back to my friend out in Pittsburgh. He wanted to do something like Sox in the basement. So once a week, we get together. We do something called Bucks in the Basement. My company does all the production work. I jump online, but he gets a bunch of guests. He talks with a lot of minor league guys and coaches and things like that. And I'm kind of like the third wheel in the whole thing. I just try to help him out. As that one misses high, and he walks him on a 3-2 count. So Kopech issues a free pass. The first one he's issued all game, I believe. And there's no outs here in the bottom of the eighth. And Nico Goodrum comes up 0-1 with a sack fly, a walk, and two RBI, hitting 226. 
So he wanted to do a show, I said, and he wanted to call it Bucks in the Basement because he likes Socks in the Basement so much as a baseball fan. That show is live 9 p.m. Eastern time, but 8 p.m. here in Chicago. And we've been doing one simulated game where I call the game, but he's on there with me. And it's interactive because it's live. We tried that out. I think it's kind of a mess a little bit, but it is kind of funny. Uh, when he gets on and he's been drinking too much, it's really funny. But if you really want to hear a called game, it won't be a Sox game, but it'll be a Pirates game live on the Podbean app at 8 p.m. Central Time with Bucks in the Basement. It probably will be on demand by about 11 p.m. your time on, on Monday night here in Chicago. I always have a long day on Mondays. So that's one of the reasons why we're not doing that Monday broadcast anymore. Because it's already a long day on Mondays, and I want to make sure that we're focusing on getting Socks in the Basement back to what it was before the pandemic and baseball going away. You know, and I want to, I want to make sure we give you the best things that we can give you. So instead of, you know, kind of doing it halfway, I want to do it all the way. And that's why on Mondays, your options are the EP podcast if you're on the southwest side, your wrestling fan, local or national, Windy City Slam. And if you really want to hear a game, you're just going to get a Pirates game. But you can interact with us live on the Podbean app in the evening. Swing and a miss there. Kopech strikes him out. And there's one gone here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Michael Kopech pitching very well out of the pen here as Goodrum goes down. And here comes Candelario. Goodrum was the last guy that had not faced Kopech so far in this game. So this is the second time through the order for Michael. It's important that he learns how to work through these things if he's going to end up in the starting staff eventually. The batter at the plate's 0 for 3. And there's an 0-1 count on a fastball fouled off. Not a lot of speed on first base. With one out here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Change up low and inside misses 1-1 one one the count. Into the line in the pitch. Inside four, Seamer misses 2-1. and one. And people always ask about the, what the network is. I started the broadcast basement in 2008, back when you couldn't even get your podcast on, on Apple without lying about what you were. They were trying to hunt down podcasts and take them off the air before they became famous because they didn't want you using it for that. This one's sent out in the left field. Coming in as Jimenez will make the play. There's two gone. Runner retreats back to first. Two outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Sox leading 12-4. Grayson Griner comes up. 0 for 3. Struck out the last time up. He's also 0 for 3 for his career. Fresh up. This game, his first game ever in the majors. Here for the Tigers. And an inside four-seamer misses. 1-0 the count. But I was doing that podcast with some friends of mine I used to do radio with a long time ago, like my first stop in radio in Champaign, Illinois. And I was on 107.1 The Planet, WPGU. And I was part of the, I was Chris Lanuti in the morning alternative if you were there in the late 90s. This one is fouled off down the line two and one. And some of those guys stayed in radio and some of them didn't. I was uh, lucky enough to have a nice little career out of it that I decided to end on my terms with a contract in hand out in Southern California. Two and two the count now to Grimer. Runner on first. The pitch on the way. This one's lifted out 
into shallow left center field. Roberts going to come in and call off Jimenez and make the play. And the inning is over. Michael Kopech, a solid three innings in relief here. The White Sox lead by eight. We near the end of this game. Going to the top of the ninth. Danny Mendick will come up and lead off this inning in the top of the ninth. And a low inside fastball called the strike. Owen won the count. So back to the story I was telling you. Broadcast Baseman was the name of the podcast. I mean, our logo was something like I drew it like on on paint. Like it's the silly. Sometimes you could find it. Certain podcast players it still has the old logo. Like I drew my bar, and it didn't even have a bar when I first built it. We we're just sitting in my basement because my wife wouldn't let us sit anywhere else. We we're doing a podcast in like a back room on like a card table. We had a big giant garbage can so we could throw all the empties into it. And we were just drunk and like just talked for four or five hours with microphones. As Mendick swings and misses, he's down on three pitches. Fourth strikeout for Funkhauser. There's one gone here in the top of the ninth inning. And it's starting to get like a following. And I build the bar. And after a short hiatus for about, I want to say about eight, nine months, we had a little flood down here in the basement. My mother-in-law lived with me for a little while. That was horrible. And uh, we built, I built the bar. We came back. That's a base hit right up the middle. Nice piece of hitting by Robert. First pitch takes it right back up the middle. He's on and stands over at first base. One out here in the top of the ninth. Tim Anderson, one for five only in this game with a single, an RBI, and a run. Takes a four-seam fastball below the knees, 1-0. So we started back up again at the bar, and we start figuring out how to promote it a little bit, and we become... One of the top 100 comedy podcasts in the world, according to Stitcher Radio. And we didn't care. <laughs> we didn't We didn't sell any advertising. We didn't care. We're just screwing around. We're having a good time. It was an excuse for us to get together every five, six weeks, rattle off a bunch of shows, and I put them out once a week. And we all had our day jobs. As that's a strike in the outside corner, two and one. But then a couple years ago, talking with my buddy Dave down here, I was telling him I want to start some other shows. I had other interests besides just the broadcast basement. I wanted to branch out from it. And that's a strike on the inside corner, two and two. And he goes, well, why don't we do a White Sox show? And who cares if it works out or not, because we just like the Sox. We'll talk about them. As this one's a line drive out in the right center field, tailing back towards the wall, the play will be made on the track. Robert retreats back to first. He was hoping it got over his head. He was taking off like a shot. He'd actually touch second base. He has to retouch it and head back to first. And Grandal comes up five for five. Can he really go six for six? That is the question. Yasmani has a home run in this game. Two singles and 08, another home run. Four for four with two homers and two singles. On one of those singles, he was thrown out trying to advance to second base. Actually, he's got three singles, right? Three singles and two homers. He's five for five. And a low four-seamer goes for a ball, 1-0 the count. Two outs here in the top of the ninth. He has a chance to go six for six in this game. Really, the only thing you're waiting to see. Can he do it? And that one is a base hit out in the right field. Yasmani Grandal goes six for six. Unbelievable. Thunderous applause from the scattered White Sox fans here in the ballpark. You can, you, there are some boos. They're mad. Tigers fans are mad. They're like, how do you, how do you applaud that? They don't get that he's six for six. 
They just see it as there's two outs in the ninth inning and Sox fans are still rooting against their team when it's an, it's an eight-run game. And Abreu comes up two for four with a double, a single, and a run scored. So we started the Sox in the basement. We didn't think it would be something that would last more than a couple of months. And you look at all these different numbers from third-party sources. I don't like to brag. I'm humbled by it. But the download numbers compared to other Sox podcasts, even the mainstream ones. Folks, you have uh, you've made us one of the premier White Sox podcasts, and all we are is just two guys sitting down here screwing around and who love the White Sox, and we really appreciate it. And then from that, all these other shows that I talked about were spawned from the network. Ground ball over to short, flipped over to second. That ends the inning. We're going to the bottom of the ninth. Let's wrap this game up. I'm done telling stories. I want to finish this off and win it. Sox lead 12-4. Victor Reyes comes to the plate. He's two for three. He was hit by a pitch. Two singles, two runs scored. In the first inning, Dylan Cease hit two. Two runs scored. It could have been a lot more. Could have been really messy. And if you look at the crowd, there are far more White Sox shirts than Tiger shirts right now down the first base line and behind the plate. Those are the only two camera views that I can see here. Michael Kopech's going to stay in the game. So the Sox are stretching out their young pitcher. This will be his fourth inning pitched. And he throws another strike. He's 0-2 quickly to Reyes. And I, I like this idea. Let him pitch a little bit. He gets into trouble. You can always pull him, put somebody else out there to finish off the game. But let him pitch a little bit. Let him work like a starter would. He started off that inning. He's going to end up pitching the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth, as that one's popped out to Mendick for the first out. And he may pitch four scoreless here if he can get through the ninth inning. Castro's three for four. He comes to the plate, the lefty, with one out here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This one is a nubber off the end of the bat. Moncada's going to cut off Anderson, call him off, and catch it behind Kopech. Quickly two outs here in the bottom of the ninth inning, and Miggy Cabrera comes up one for four with a single and an RBI. Michael Kopech takes a shaky start from Dylan Cease. Chase Fry builds a bridge in the fifth inning to get the Kopech into sixth. The Sox offense erupts, and Michael just holds down the Tigers for the duration. 1-0 the count, the pitch on the way. Inside pitch misses 99 miles an hour still, 2-0 the count. You know, if the White Sox play a shortened season, it will be very interesting to see what this team is like with Kopech and possibly Rodon to start off that shortened season. Fly ball out in the left field. Jimenez underneath it will make the catch. And the game is over. The White Sox get the win. Good way to reset this road trip. They win 12-4 here in Detroit. They got two more. They've won all four games against the Tigers so far this year. A subdued celebration for a team that really racked it up. Jace Fry, I believe, is going to end up with the win in this game. He was the pitcher of record. We'll get that for you in a moment. And I'm going to tell you something right now. It's a fun season here in simulation. We're going to finish it one way or another, even if we have to speed up a little bit. If they go to the playoffs, I want to be able to give you those calls before a shortened white sack season probably starts at MLB. The players are going to whine about it, but at some point, the owners are going to start the season. The owners just want to save money. They don't care about you. The players, uh, you know, I, I, I get it a little bit. I get it. They're going to pay you 33% of what your salary is going to be for the entire year, whether or not you play 81 games or, or 50 games. I get it. 
They're going into a union negotiation. I don't like it. I wish we would all do things that were for the good of humankind instead of the almighty dollar, but I get it. You know, I'm not going to excuse it. I get it. Yasmani Grandal is your player of the game. Six for six, two home runs, five RBI. Jace Fry gets the win and inning pitched. Didn't give up anything. No hits, no walks, no earned runs. Didn't strike out anybody. Spencer Turnbull takes the loss. Four innings pitched, eight hits, three walks, five earned runs, two strikeouts. Kopech pitched four innings at the end, so he gets a save because it was three or more innings. He did not give up an earned run, struck out three, walked one, and gave up one hit. Really nice four innings from the youngster. Edwin Encarnacion goes three for four. Homer, double, single, two RBIs, three runs scored. Larry Garcia, three for four, double, two RBIs, three runs scored. Jose Abreu, two for five with a double and a run scored. Pretty much everybody contributed at some point here. It was a team win. They needed that coming out of the last series against Houston. And and really think about it, ever since they fell apart in game three against the Indians almost a week ago, and now it's like take a day off, reset, and they look really good, and they get to play the Tigers, and that's a team you really should make hay on. So the White Sox will get the Tigers again tomorrow. We will be here for you. Sox in the basement. Remember, all the recap, the box scores, all that good stuff available on SoxOn35th.com. Following this game, go check it out. Also support our sponsor, Cork and Carry at the park. They got great food. They got beer. Uh, they, they're, they're open over there at 33rd in Princeton in the capacity that they're allowed to be open. And you can get the food, takeout, carryout, Grubhub, direct at corkandcarryatthepark.com. My name is Chris Lanuti. You've been listening to the podcast for fans, by fans, here for you every day since opening day with a simulated season. It's Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.